The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. The horses are at the gate. And they're off! Welcome to Winning Ponies with Ed Meyer. With the weekend coming up, this is the spot to be for news, handicapping, and spotlights featuring the winners behind horse racing today. Now, here's your host, Ed Meyer. And good evening and welcome to Winning Ponies. I am your host, Ed Meyer. Old Horse Stradamus. Much thanks for taking the time to tune in each and every Thursday, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 Pacific, depending on which coast you call home, as we talk about the Sport of Kings. Each and every week. Got to love it. Nothing but horses. What more could you ask for? Football. And it's kicking up tonight. My two, the one and one A of the betting realm of the world is actually up. Exotic Splash, Winning Ponies, Exotic's payoff is over $8.1 million and growing. And it continues to grow daily, not just weekly, daily. It's not done for the night either because there's races running. Be sure to check out the site, and believe you me, you cannot go wrong. Check it out. Take a look at the site. Take a look at the testimonials. Take a look at the, uh, the ease of use of the site. I don't think you're going to go wrong. The blogs are really cool. The stories are up to date. It's kind of a one-stop shop. This weekend, many big races. Name a few. The Woodward, where I work. The Cradle, the Bassinet. Many more all weekend long. We're going to talk about them. Going to give you a update, a little update, exactly what is happening out there. It is that time of year to get your trek on. That means to start following your runners to the Breeders' Cup because it's going to be here sooner than later. What's on the agenda for tonight? We're going to recap last week's races. As we always do, we keep you up to speed of what happened last week. Remember those who do not know the past. Biggins, we're going to talk about the big payoffs. News from the world of racing. Special guest this week is gentleman rider John McKee. Here's a little something-something for you. He's riding the Prescott this evening. He's going to ride the seventh race at the Prescott Downs. Beautiful little facility. Synthetic service. He's going to pop off his horse, go right to the jocks room, not even shower up, and give us a call in. Gentleman runner John McKee. I think you're going to enjoy listening to Johnny. Talented little fella. Pistol Pete in his plays of the week might be giving us a call. Final furlong handicapping with yours truly. May even hear from the Cincinnati kid with his Ohio plays for the weekend. Trust you me, this guy can flat out handicap. I say it each and every week. It's true. It is true. He is the handicap for Beulah Park. When you see the scroll across the bottom of the screen, that's all the Cincinnati kid. When this kid speaks, go right to the windows. Get you back in line. Get you a little handicapping 101, recapping of the sheets. They are easy to use. And when I say that, I like to use him as a bad example because I love him. My dad can even use them. And he can find some value in them. There is info for the hardcore handicapper to someone using them for the first time. 
So ease of use is always important from the grade school level to the college level and now to the handicapping sheets of the world. Track condition and turf condition changes. You can change them up from a yielding to a fast. It's muddy. The sun came out. Now we got a fast track going. You can change up the tabs and get a new whole set of predictions awaiting for you. This is a feature you're never going to get from any other data service. Speed ratings, the current race, the last three races, kind of gives you a, an overall effort of how they've been doing the last three. I like to compare the two. And even a turf rating, incredible. So you've got three speed ratings, the current, the last three, and a turf rating. Expansive and complete PPs, just like the Echoways program or the DRF, whatever you use, it's got it all. Actually, it's all of the expansive complete PPs. Specific notations and symbols, the plus, good things are coming your way. Double plus, watch out and head to the windows. Just kind of spiking that one up myself. Double plus means big things are heading the way of this runner. Monster workouts, brings a notice to a horse that works out of 35 flat. Kind of nice. Kind of nice to have that little icon in the corner. Because sometimes I might overlook it. As much as I read, I might overlook and miss that 34-2 and two workout. First-time blinkers gives a little bit of focus and usually gets speed to runners. Dropping in class. Well, they were facing a much better crop last time. This time, not as savvy. Also pays off of the windows. Testimonials. Be sure to drop us a line and tell us how you are doing for your efforts. And for your efforts, indeed, you will receive a great-looking ball cap. you got to love that. I mean, the lid is really cool because a lot of my friends are like, where do you get that? What do you got to do to get that? Well, I always tell them the same thing. All you need to do is sign up, get on board, get on deck, and see what it's all about. I'm starting to make a few converts. People are starting to say, you know what, I'm catching more tickets. I'm having a little more fun. I don't have the time to do the homework. Like Dan H. from Beaumont, Texas. Played a $2 exacto box, 12 bucks total. The top three picks hit. <laughs> the top three picks hit. The 9-1 paid sixteen eighty. The 10 ran second, 23 hoops per place. The winning pace exacta, 531 bucks. He's up 250 bucks for the day. Nine races to go. Loves the value plays. Got to like that. KCR from Sunland, California. Recently found you guys online. Tried you out Sunday for the first time in Hollywood. Now on to the California circuits. Hit the 10th. 2480 to win. 1040 to play. $7 a show. I would have been kicking myself ever since. Another believer. Chris H. East. Northport, New York. Thanks for the response. Here's your backloading advice at the $1 Super at Delaware in race two. Sweet. Greg B. from Frisco, Texas. Thank you, guys. Bored at home last Sunday while the wife was out shopping. No program, just my winning ponies. What more do I need? Got 600 bucks in the betting account. Pretty nice. Pretty nice. When you actually hear people winning... I'm I'm one of the few that actually out there, I root for everybody. I root for me. 
If I can't win, I'm rooting for you. Remember, we are betting against ourselves. It's paramutual. It's, you know, it's kind of the way it is. I mean, I, I'm not rooting against you per se, but if I can't win, I can't wait for you to win. Let's jump right in. We're going to talk about a recap of last week's action. And we're going to start on August 29th, race number seven, the grade three victory ride stakes, six on the dirt at the spa. It was sloppy. I mean, it was a quagmire. Sarah Louise, Edgar Prado, stings and wins by two, four wide, gets up late and pays $6.30 to win for trainer Saeed Ben Sawar. On to the ninth race of Saratoga, the Boston Spa, grade two, a mile and 16th on the turf. Yep, you heard me. It was a quagmire, and it was soft. Sal Germania, Javier Castellano, one of the most underrated turf riders in the country. Rail Moose swung out wide on this Irish bread, paying $50.50. Incredible indeed. Race number 10, the Ballerina, grade one, seven panels on the dirt, 300000 up for grabs. Music note plays sweet right to the windows was with Rajiv Marah aboard, paying thirteen sixty to win after winning by five and a quarter lengths for Saeed Ben Sour. Hmm, I think we just said that name. Race number eleven, August twenty ninth, the NetJets Kings Bishop stakes seven panels on the dirt, three hundred thousand dollars. There was a winner, but there was a DQ. Vineyard Haven stung him. DQ'd. New winner was Captain Candyman Campan nine eighty. For Saeed Ben Sore. I think he had a pretty good day. Race number 12, August 29th, is Shabwell Traverse takes a grade one amount, a quarter on the dirt, a million up for grabs. It's a quagmire in the Traverse. I mean, it's ugly. It's about as bad as bad can get. It almost looked like they were running on ice. Summerbird stings them and stings them well with Kent Sarmoni Arns to win by three and a half lengths. Quality Road, the favorite, just didn't take to the track. Running third, but Summerbird paying $7.80 to win for trainer Tim Ice doing a very nice job. Then we're going to go to the left coast, Del Mar, race number eight. Del Mar, mile handicap, a grade two, a mile on the turf, 300000 up for grabs. Fernley, the Irish man with Joel Rosario on the irons, wins by a length and a half, paying thirteen twenty to win for trainer Ben Cecil. Jumping around a little bit, race number six, Hoosier Park. The Merrillville Stakes, six on the dirt, 70000 up for grabs. Trust in seven, Leandro Goncalves wins by a solid length, paying five eighty for trainer Mike Lauer. Nice guy indeed. Eighth at Mammoth on the 29th, the junior champion stakes a mile on the dirt, 60000 bucks. Kid Kate, Elvis Trujillo. Elvis has not left the building. He wins by three and three-quarter lengths to pay $3.60 for Chad Brown. Race night of Mammoth, the Miss Woodford Stakes on the 29th. Six furlongs on the dirt, $70,000 up for grabs. Don't get suspicious with Kendrick Caramouche in the irons. Wins by a dirty nose, paying seventeen eighty to win for Scott Lake. Then on to August 30th, race 10, the person wins in a grade one. A mile and a quarter on the dirt, $400,000 up for grabs. Icon Project, Julian Le Peru. Yep, he's even been on the show. Julian Le Peru paying five sixty for Marty Wilson. Race number eight at Woodbine, the play the King Stakes, a grade two on the 29th of August. Seven on the turf, Jungle Wave, Todd Cable in the saddle. Wins by three quarters of length, paying $5.70 to win for Citatard. August 30th at Del Mar, 
Race 8, Delmar Handicap, a grade to a mile and three-eighths on the turf. Springhouse, Alex Solis, just gets up in the shadow of the wire by a nose, paying seven sixty to win for Julio Canani. What a character indeed. And that wraps up last week's What Was Happening. If you were locked up, didn't see it, you missed out. Speaking about missing out, let's talk about some biggins. Friday, August 28th, 143 total biggins at Woodbine. Race number eight, a Superfecta key, $29,312.40. And 40 cents. That's pretty good. Pretty daggone good. Saturday, August 29th, 145 total biggins. Riadoso Downs, race number four, Superfecta, $11,444.80. And 80 cents. Pretty good for Riadoso. Pretty good for anywhere. Sunday, August 30th. 136 total biggins. Blue Ribbon Downs, race 11, a Superfecta, $13,023 even. Monday, August 31st, 65 total biggins. Saratoga, race 8, a Superfecta, key, 11869 even. Tuesday, September 1st, Fort Erie, race 9, Superfecta. See how they're just jumping around? They're not designated for just one track. Superfecta, Fort Erie, paying $5,921.60. Wednesday, 36 total biggins, Prescott Downs, where our good friend Johnny McKee is riding tonight. Race number five, a Superfecta key, $1,083.80. Thursday, September 3rd, that is today, and they are not done running yet. Delmar, race number one, a Superfecta key, paying $8,420.80. Well, it's time to head out to our first break. When we return, we may have John McKee online if, in fact, he's done riding, or we're going to be handicapping. We're going to be talking horses. We're going to be talking news. But you're only going to get it if you stay tuned here on Winning Ponies. flagship station for sports voice america sports imagine a family that was almost fed by neighbors who almost volunteered to help them out almost volunteered to give them their first hot meal in weeks almost volunteered but as anyone knows when it comes to giving almost doesn't count don't almost give 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 of your time your money your kindness to find out how, visit our website at don'talmostgive.org. This message brought to you by the Ad Council. Oh, hi, Jessica. Hi, Mrs. Johnson. Is Megan there? Sure. Follow me. The kids are in the kitchen making sandwiches. <laughs> hey, Julie. Hi, Jessica. Hi, Megan. Hey, Megan. Yeah? You're a total freak. God, you're ugly. And dumb. Oh, and your makeup makes you look like a tramp. Tommy Morris told me you guys made out. Everybody knows. The whole school knows. He said your breath smelled like garbage, and he almost puked. He says you're the most desperate girl he knows. And that dress is totally hideous. You look like a big, fat clown. Disgusting. Oh, and by the way, nice zit. If you wouldn't say it in person, why say it online? Delete cyberbullying. Don't write it, don't forward it. For more information, visit ncpc.org. A message from the U.S. Department of Justice, Crime Prevention Coalition of America, National Crime Prevention Council, and the Ad Council. 
What? Can't make it to the track? You can still get all the action with winningponies.com, the home of Horstradamus, handicapper extraordinaire with the most accurate predictions on thoroughbreds, quarters, and Arabian horses at most American and Canadian tracks. Whether it be the Triple Crown, Breeders' Cup, Travers, Haskell, or your daily races, don't worry. Let winningponies.com make some money for you. school to the pros we we cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports tuned in to Winning Ponies with your host, Ed Meyer. Got a tip for us? Need a tip from us? If you want to talk with Ed or his guests, the phone lines are now open toll-free at 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or you can send an email to ed at winningponies.com. Now back to Winning Ponies with Ed Meyer. And welcome back to Winning Ponies once again. I'm Ed Meyer and... This is our second segment. Second segment means special guest of the week, and this week is no difference. As Winning Ponies is honored and pleased to have on Gentleman Rider, Mr. Johnny McKee. John, are you there? Yes, sir. Good to hear from you, my boy. You just got finished working, correct? That is correct. (laughs) And you're up at Prescott Downs right now? Yes, sir. How's that track treating you up there? You like it? You know, actually, I do like it. Um, the first couple weeks uh, kind of got off to a slow leap, but the last, two, you know, the last month has been great. You know, business is picking up, and it seems like everything's moving steady right now. So that's great. Well, he just popped off. He was riding in the seventh race, and and now he comes right back in. He's in the jocks room. He probably just uh, took off his uh, took off his silks, and he's uh, and he's talking to us. And John, I'd like to thank you for your time, and I'd like to thank you for. Uh, for, you know, for the short notice of uh, running in there and doing that. And once again, we'll make it painless, and it'll be a whole lot of fun here. Johnny, for the folks that have been watching you over the years, they've seen your career blossom. Tell our listeners about the unconventional way you got in. Your father was actually instrumental in your career and how you got started. You know, most people, they just kind of step into horse racing or they inherit the, uh, the throne or the key to the, uh, to the tack room. But, but your dad made sure that you did it the right way. Yeah, I tell you, um, when I was young, I was, uh, my dad used to ride when I was little. Uh, and I remember as a child growing up just seeing his winning pictures. That's what inspired me about this sport. And, uh, you know, as I got older, I kept mentioning, look, this is what I want to do. I want to experience it. And he kept, you know, he kept holding me back. He kept saying, well, you finish up school. Um, and he kind of wanted me to pursue a, a career in, uh, in college. And I told him, you know, this is, uh, this is, I kind of like, this is what I wanted to experience. And if I, if I don't, you know, if I don't turn out to be what it is, I can always go back to, back to school. But, uh, you know, uh, when I was riding at River Downs, it seems like everything took off so fast and, um, I haven't looked back. So that, that's been great. Well, that we are glad for, and yes, you haven't looked back. And I remember when your your dad actually plied his trade in the saddle, and he was exciting to watch. He was he was he was a pretty very solid rider. I remember seeing him ride on the Kentucky circuit uh, in the Ohio circuit. You know, he kind of spread around. Uh, David was uh, quite a, quite an athlete in the saddle, but he also uh, you did a little time two years in the Thoroughbred Center, according to our good friend John Englehart. 
yes. Um, before I even went to the track, um, that's kind of, that's, uh, it was like a small uh, training center, uh, probably about 10, 15 minutes uh, up the road from my house. And instead of going to the track, I figured I'd start there and kind of start from, you know, start from the ground up, um, muffin stalls, hot walking horses. And then, um, you know, finally when I proved to myself that, you know, I was dedicated, they finally let me um, start getting on horses and just getting a feel of things. And um, that, that opportunity allowed me to polish a, a little bit um, before I went to the racetrack. Definitely the non-traditional uh, avenue for a rider. You, you'll hear that you know they kind of stumbled into it because of their size. You being a, a, a lightweight wrestler, you, you were you were an athlete all along. Um. Yeah. I tell you, when I was in school, um, I, I, I really I liked sports. Uh, I wrestled. I ran cross country, and I, I that did that that did a world of good for me because. Um, I was allowed to stay fit, and my mind was fresh all the time. And um, I was, you know, I stayed out of trouble. And um, like I said, it just, uh, you know, it made me, it made me like focus on a, on a lot, thing, lot more things in life than just the moment things. Definitely, nothing better than a than a father's strong advice, John. In your career. Once again, at your father's advice, you were pointed in the direction of legendary jock agent Eddie Campbell, best known for launching the career of Stevie Cawthon. What role did Mr. Campbell play in your start as a rider? Well, I tell you, when I, was, uh, when I first came to the racetrack, I was, getting on, I was getting on a lot of horses a day. And I remember Eddie approached me, and he, he, uh, he said that, um, you know, he's like, uh, I see that your work habits, you know, you, you got great work habits. And, I, you know, I would consider taking your book under one condition. I said, what's that, Mr. Campbell? He says, you start when I'm ready. Well, at the time, at the time I, was, yeah, I was making six or 700 a week galloping horses, and I thought I was rich. So it didn't matter to me. I was like, well, that's, that's fine. So, you know, um, I, I was getting on more horses, and I was getting paid for it. So I didn't really, didn't really like, jump into riding all of a sudden because I was making money at the time. And, it didn't really dawn on me, so I think that that played a factor. And then, uh, you know, when he thought I was ready, uh, he took me to the gates, and uh, it took me about a year in, in, until he thought I was ready. And then uh, that's when he, uh, you know, started allowing me to ride races, and it just kind of it, it kind of went on, you know, went on as as that. Once again, a tip of your cap to your father, uh, getting you headed in the right direction, knowing that that every uh, every uh, good uh, good ending uh, starts with a great beginning, and you, the, your career is far from an end because you're just kicking it off. But you guys were a bit of the odd couple. Eddie Campbell, uh, a bit older than you, you were a young guy, uh, right about uh, 20 years old. Eddie Campbell, a few years older. I tell you, Eddie, Eddie Campbell was the best thing that ever happened to me. I really believe that. Not today, I still believe that. I was young. Um, I was by myself. Uh, there was there's so many things that could have went wrong, but we ended up living together in Louisville. And, and you know, he, you know, I was in bed at a certain time. He never did let me go out at night. It was like. It was like a father-son relationship, and I, I tell you, I really think that was the best thing that ever could have happened to me, because, you know, I think when you're young, you, uh, you, you do things differently when you get older, and 
you know, I could have got around the, um, the wrong crowd or, you know, anything could have went wrong. But, you know, he stuck with me. He, uh, he taught me a lot. And I was willing to listen. And I think that was a key. Well, what a, what a tribute to Eddie Campbell. I mean, uh, first Stevie Cawthon, now now Johnny. Uh, I mean, you, where where you begun? I mean, since I first met you many moons ago at Turfway Park, you were you were a consummate young professional. You were always a gentleman, and uh, and and I met you many moons ago there. And uh, but I have to go back in time here. I have to loop back in time. May twenty seventh, two thousand and two. It has special significance to you because it was your start and led to a great milestone for you. Uh, yeah, that's, that's when I was at River Downs, and I, I broke my maiden. You broke your maiden aboard Storm Cup, and you also did a little something else that was uh, Mr. Campbell's first, uh, first man into the business, and I believe you eclipsed his record as well. Yeah, yeah, it was just a, a funny thing. It was just, uh, it, it just, it was amazing how everything just unfolded. Um, I think there was a lot of luck that played into that. Um, you know, I was just, I was learning. Horses were running, and yeah, I just think it was faith that year. So uh, was, I give, uh, I give a lot of credit to Eddie Campbell because I was, I was just, 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 just a passenger really because I, I really didn't know a whole lot. I was learning. I was riding a lot of horses. And um, just continue to still learn. You know, on May 27, 2002, at River Downs, you were at Storm Cup for your first win. 114 races, and you break Steve Cawthon's record since 1976. Incredible start and a wonderful milestone. You did it at Little River Downs. And it's kind of the cradle of riders, trainers, and, and many, many great people have actually got their start there. And then the fall meet at Turfway Park was a it was a start in 02, and it was a huge honor for you that year as you were a finalist for the Outstanding Apprentice Rider. Yeah, um, like I said, it was, it was a great year. Um, like I said, I, I, learned, uh, I, you know, I learned a lot just, by, just from Eddie. I didn't really look at winning the Eclipse. I was, I was happy that I was a finalist, um, and I was just, uh, just happy that I got the opportunity to ride uh, some good horses for some good trainers and just... Um, Loved how it worked out for us. You know, it, it, just to be just to be considered is incredible there. And you know, I have to change gears here. It's another person who played a pinnacle role. And actually, you're a bit of a stable rider. And now this is something that's once again is non-traditional. It's not the norm in racing. And this is Mr. Bob Holtus. Tell our listeners about the successful relationship you have with Bob Holtus. Uh, Bob and I, we we uh, we kind of we we molded a, a great friendship. Um, I remember when uh, I just lost my bug, and uh, things could have turned for the worse. But he was there, and uh, he gave me the opportunity. And he, you know, he had some great horses. And uh, like I said, we just we kind of hit it off. The horses started winning, and it just kind of just it was just a momentum builder. And we just uh, enjoyed a lot of success together. And um, not, you know, by, by saying that, we, uh, we formed a great friendship that will probably last forever. Well, and in fact, I, I'm sure it will. And, you know, with Mr. Holtus and, you know, being a stable rider, I'm sure you missed a lot of other mounts. But you, you retained a lot of other wonderful, wonderful uh, mounts with uh, Bob Holtus. As a rider, what are some of the, the big mounts that you remember in, in your career? Basically, what I'm asking you, who are some of your favorites, and then who leads the pack? Well, um, I, I tell you, the favorite is probably Lawyer Ron. 
Um, he's, he's definitely the, the best horse that I've, that I've ridden. Um, I've got the ride uh, Pro Prado that run against Smarter Jones that year. I got the ride Greater Good that accomplished uh, accomplished some stake wins. Um, and, you know, um, there, there's a few horses uh, that we win for uh, an owner, owner, Lewis Lakin. He puts on a lot of live horses. Um, I, I win the Oakland Handicap for D. Wayne Lucas on the... Uh, and like I said, we just uh, we we capped off the the three years I was at Oakland, and I uh, got to ride some great horses. And uh, you know, um, I say Laurie Ron is probably the last one of the best, my favorite, anyways. Well, he stands out in my mind. It, it, I, just off the top of my head, the Grade Two Rebel, the Arkansas Derby, the Southwest, the St. Louis Derby, the Risen Star. Just off the top of my head, I believe you had six stake wins with Lawyer Ron. So it was incredible, incredible run. First, your father getting into the game the right way, Mister Campbell guiding you along, as you said, a father and son. You run into Bob Holtus. It seems like you're living proof. The harder you work, the luckier you get. I have to ask you, as a rider, John. Who do you most admire and pattern yourself as an example of who to be professionally? Well, I tell you, you know, it, you know, it, there's no doubt in my mind, Pat Day. Um, I remember when I was young, um, you know, not even riding, not even being around the racetrack, you know, just seeing him on TV and how he carried himself. Um, and then when I got into the, the jockey talent, it's just by being in the jockey's room, um, he, he's built like me. Um, I love how he handles himself. Um, he's professionally uh, on and off the racetrack. Um, and if if I can speak just half as good as him, I think I'd be all right. I agree. If, if, if many people could, if all of us could. Pat is a consummate professional. He's a gentleman, a great man of faith. He's grounded. He knows what channel his life is on. He knows what makes him run. And, you know, I was going to say, when I first saw you riding, about the same size, even the same, I'm going to say the encourager, the stick a little bit, when I saw you actually coming down the lane, you look like Pat Day in the saddle. I don't know if that uh, can be the greatest compliment or, or, just, uh, or just another rolling, uh, rolling flip of the tongue there, but you look like Pat Day in the saddle. Well, that's just, uh, that, that's just a, a generous comment, and uh, I appreciate that. John, one more question here. As a journeyman rider, do you have any words of wisdom for those that are trying to break into the game? Uh, you know, I just, uh, like Pat Day always says, you know, keep, keep a leg on each side and a mind in the middle and uh, keep your nose clean and stay grounded and uh, work hard every morning, day in and day out. And um, I think hard work pays off in the end. I really believe that. Well, John, you're off to a great start, and as I alluded to before, your career is just beginning, and what a beginning it has been. I'd like to thank you on behalf of Winning Ponies, and especially for taking your time and running right in from the race and, and joining us. And I'll be seeing you this week in the paddock, I believe, this Saturday for the $100,000 Coca-Cola Bass Net Stakes. Yeah, it should be fun. Yeah, you know, just getting back into uh, into my hometown and riding uh, where I first got started, and uh, the people that give me the opportunity to to be where I'm at today. Um, it's going to be great to see all those people, and uh, maybe you know, hopefully, we have some success, and hopefully, we win it. John, I know that no matter what happens, you will have done your best. Ohio waits for you, my son. We shall talk to you soon, John. Thanks again for being our special guest. Thanks for having me, Ed. I appreciate it. Yes, sir. That's been John McKee, gentleman rider, a man on the move, and trust you me, you'll see his name for years to come. It is time to head out to a break. When we return, we might get a little pistol pee. We might get some handicapping. 
but you're only going to get it here if you stay tuned to Winning Ponies. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. I just think that the coach made a mistake. Oh, crazy. <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. I can take care of myself. I can make a peanut butter sandwich. I can brush my teeth and I can give myself a bath. I can walk home alone from school. I can pick dinner from the trash behind the deli. I can watch the baby for the whole weekend. I can keep a baseball bat by my bed just in case there's trouble. Don't worry about me. I can take care of myself. If you're in jail, who'll be there to take care of your family? Something to think about before committing a gun crime. Gun crimes hit home. This message brought to you by Project Safe Neighborhoods and the Ad Council. And they're off! What? Can't make it to the track? You can still get all the action with WinningPonies.com, the home of Horstradamus, handicapper extraordinaire with the most accurate predictions on thoroughbreds, quarters, and Arabian horses at most American and Canadian tracks. Whether it be the Triple Crown, Breeders' Cup, Travers, Haskell, or your daily races, don't worry. Let WinningPonies.com make some money for you. There was this house that was almost saved from a fire that was almost put out by people who almost volunteered. As generous a nation as we are, sometimes instead of giving, we almost give. We almost come forward in times of need. Almost. But almost giving is the same as not giving at all. Don't almost give. Give. To find out how, check our website at don'talmostgive.org. A message from the Ad Council. The opening kickoff is a beauty. It's a fly ball deep right field. Back goes O'Neal. He's at the shot. Got it. With 2.8 seconds left to left. I don't care where they put him. This one is out of here. From high school to the pros, we, we cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. You're tuned in to Winning Ponies with your host, Ed Meyer. Got a tip for us? Need a tip from us? If you want to talk with Ed or his guests, the phone lines are now open toll-free at 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or you can send an email to ed at winningponies.com. Now back to Winning Ponies with Ed Meyer. And welcome back once again to Winning Ponies. I'm Ed Meyer, and thank you for taking time to join us each and every Thursday. 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 Pacific. Hope you tuned in and you caught a, a bit of John McKee, gentleman rider, young rider. I'll tell you what, years, uh, years do not make uh, such, such a wise young man. I'm telling you what, uh, he, he's definitely grounded. And uh, if you watched him, he won a $50,000 stake in Ohio last weekend and, uh, and did it in fine fashion. Actually going to pick up in the track that I actually work. He's uh, got a very nice pickup mount this weekend. So it is you and I, and we are going to do nothing but talk some news, and we're going to handicap, and you better get your pens out because we got a huge weekend in store for us. I, I am telling you what, to me, this, this has to be 
one of the biggest and best weekends going, and uh, maybe a one week in October can uh, trump this one before the Breeders' Cup. Let's kick up on Friday, September 4th. Let's go with the Rancho Bernando Handicap Del Mar, 200,000. The With Anticipation at Saratoga for 100 grand. The Voodoo Dancer at Saratoga for 80 grand on the turf. Both of those Saratoga races on the turf. Then Saturday, September 5th, take a break, take a breath, because here they come. The Woodward Stakes, Saratoga, grade one, $750,000. The Forgo Stakes at Saratoga, $300,000. The Darley Debutante at Del Mar, $300,000. The Washington Park at Arlington, another $300,000 race. The Ken Stakes, grade three at Delaware Park, $250,000. The Arlington Washington Futurity, grade three at Arlington, $150,000. Arlington Washington Lassie, Arlington Park, $150,000. The Sapling, a grade three at Monmouth, $150,000. The Seaway, Stakes at Woodbine, 150000 The El Cajun Stakes at Delmar, 100000 Sorority Stakes at Monmouth, 100000 The Bassinet for two-year-old fillies at River Downs, 100000 This is our premier weekend. Our marquee races are intact and ready to roll. The Windy City's Handicap at Delmar, 85000 The Oobaloops Handicap at Evangeline Downs at 75000 bucks up for grabs. Governor's Buckeye Thistle down $75,000. That is taking place. The Peerless Springs at Saratoga for 70000 And I'm telling you what, that is a mouthful, and those are the big races. Sunday, September 6th, we got the Pacific Classic at Del Mar for a million clams. The Pat O'Brien Stakes for 300000 at Del Mar. The Spinaway at Saratoga, a grade one on Sunday for 300000 The Del Mar Derby. $350,000. Incredible races there. I'm telling you what, and that's just up to Sunday. Then we go into Monday. We have the hopeful a grade one at Saratoga for three hundred k. The Pennsylvania Derby, grade two at Philly Park for a million bucks. Incredible numbers there. The Delmar Futurity at Delmar on, on Monday the 7th. Also the track that I work for. Our race of the year, the cradle stakes for two-year-olds going a mile and a 16th on the turf. $200,000 up for the grabs. And I'm telling you what, that is just most of the big races. And you talking about, boy, a guy that needs a breath, and I have just been saved. we got a good friend of mine calling in, and this guy deals nothing but winners. And he goes by the name of the Cincinnati Kid. Kid, are you there? Hey, I'm here, Eddie. How you doing? It's good to hear from you, my friend. Hey, I got a break with all those stakes races. Hey, thanks. Man, there's a lot of good action this weekend. Gotta love Labor Day weekend, my friend. You're right there, buddy. I'll tell you what, America's Day at the races, it definitely is. Kid, I know you got winners, and I know you heard Johnny McKee. What do you think of the young lad? I've always been a big fan of Johnny McKee, and I think his career is really going to take off again. He was riding... Really, really well. He's gone up to Prescott now where he can get in some good barns and make some good money. As we know, with the slots up at Prescott, the purses are pretty big. And hopefully it'll round him back into form for the fall in Kentucky, and he can really make some big money. In fact, I hope it does happen. Kid, deal us out a couple winners. I see. I think I have three selections for you, and we're going to start tomorrow up at the Spa of all places. All right. In the third race, the with anticipation up there, the grade three, for two-year-olds going on the turf. I like the three-horse in this race, Patio Prado. He was flying late in his maiden just to miss by a neck against Dean's Kitten, who's also in this race. I think this race is just chock full of speed. He gets a jock switch to Robbie Alvarado. He's bred to go long on the grass. I think he swings the upset. He's 8-1 to one in the morning line. 
If I told you that was my pick, but you'll be hearing my selections here shortly, that I love Patty O'Brien at 8-1 to one and Dale Romans yes, setting sir. in traffic and uh, got beat by a dirty neck with Miguel Mena, who's actually fighting some personal demons. So if you're thinking about some good thoughts, think about Miguel Mena. And we got some other news here uh, shortly about other good thoughts we need to focus on. But Miguel is fighting some personal demons, and uh, I'm sure he's going to come out of this uh, heads up. He's a very talented writer. I hope he can come over his demons and get back on the grand stage. Good, good point there, kid. That's one in the bank for us. Lead us on. And on Saturday here at the River in the Coca-Cola Bassinet, I like the six in this race, Jody Slew. Perry Ute's getting back aboard this one. She seems to be really rounded in the form, and I think her breeding suggests that she'll probably like longer. As you see in her performances, she gets better each start and seems to run better as the distances get longer. Perry Ute's back aboard. Plus a solid work down at Keeneland on the first over there, Polly Track. I think she's going to make it three in a row on Saturday. You know, kid, I, I to me now, and, and I'll defer to you on this one. That I think the Polly a lot of times, even if they don't run very well on it, if you take a look at April twenty fourth, that uh, Jody Slew really didn't take too much to it. But that that the Polly Track or the synthetic services sometimes tightens up a filly and or a colt. Right, it just gets them ready to perform in these races, and I think they do a lot better working on poly and then running on conventional dirt. Uh, I can go with that. Actually, Eric Reed said that, uh, and and he he had brought that brought that to us. When I when I also told him, I said, "Do you know that coming from all weather to the dirt, that you are a thirty percent winner?" He said. I did not know that, but I like it. The next day he runs fourth in the grade one Alabama for $600,000. So Eric Reed, a man of uh, man of few words, but uh, a whole lot of action from him. Thanks. Okay, we've got we've got the spa tomorrow. We've got the the $100,000 Coca-Cola bassinet for two-year-old fillies. Kid? Right, and then on Monday, a horse that I like in the cradle stakes, if he shows up, is Williams Kitten. He ran third in the prep. He got bumped around pretty good coming off the turn, but he just sat the perfect trip until they hit the lane. I think with a little extra distance, he'll be trouble. Plus, if you go to the Blood Horse website and check out their Breeders' Cup preview and click under the Juvenile Turf, he's one of two horses that they already have profiled for that race. So I really think he's, he's one to look for in the future, and the extra distance will really help him on Monday. Well, you're a man that knows his uh, uh, his runners that can carry the distance. And, you know, a couple that really jumped out of me there was Gleam of Hope, which was one. And I know they're going to be drawing tomorrow yes, and uh, getting it all done. The other one uh, that kind of interests me was Scott Keys Kitten. Now, by Kitten's Joy, who was a very, very nice turf runner for Ken and Sarah Ramsey and Mike Maker, and they've had nothing but uh, boatloads of success together. Three wide late up at the spa, one eleven and four, and uh, actually uh, three wide. I think that was an understatement there. This two-year-old colt actually uh, came rolling. I don't know if you had a chance to actually see it, but these two kind of jump out at me. Yeah, I really liked that one in its debut that day. And I said it's been a key watching Kitten's Joy offsprings Stretching out around two turns, they've really been firing as of late. It just seems like yesterday I was at Arlington Park and I saw Kitten's Joy actually win. I believe, I believe Jerry Bailey was bored. He was? I believe so. I'll tell you what, I'll bet you a Coca-Ca. You're probably right, Mike. <laughs> I guess you know I'll you a Coca-Cola. <laughs> the only reason I think, I think, 
I think I might be right. It's because I bet against him. <laughs> so that goes to show you how smart I am on that one. Because I was looking for a price after I got taken down in the Arlington Million. It's one of those forget-me-not races. Kid, <laughs> thanks for the call in. You're nothing but a pleasure and a good friend. And uh, I wish you nothing but the best of luck. And tell Granny I said hello, my friend. I sure will. It's always great to call on your show. And hopefully we'll have some winners this time. Let's go three for three, kid. Thanks for the call, James. No problem. All right. That is Cincinnati Kid calling in. Got a little big news to show you here. Got to throw it at you. Rachel Alexander installed us the one to two favorite in the Woodward. Taking a big step up here. The big step. Calvin Borel in the irons. The big step is the winner of the Preakness in mid-May. Excellent, impressive, six-length victory over Summerbird, who just came back and won in the Travers. She, there was only one of the three-year-old fillies ever contested the Woodward, and Rachel Alexander will be the first to win if successful. The 56-year-old Woodward, the running, has had some wonderful horses of the year. Curlin, Skipaway, Cigar, Ali Sheba, Spectacular Bid, Affirmed, Forgo, Damascus, Buckpasser, and the great Kelso. Rachel, history is watching. Got some saddest of news. Jockey to half surgery, paralysis feared. That's apprentice jockey Michael Strait, seriously injured on August 26th, at Chicago's Arlington Park. Jockeys at Arlington were scheduled to meet with track management August 27th regarding condition of the surface. Strait and his twin brother Matthew are graduates of the North American Riding Academy run by Hall of Famer Chris McCarron. We've got our fingers crossed. And actually I had something come across on the wire today. It was from Eric Wink from the NTRA. Injured jockey Michael Strait to be honored Saturday. Jockeys nationally asked to donate one mount fee to medical fees. One mount fee. I, when you start hearing things like this, and then you read it from Robbie Alvarado, a quote here, as jockeys, we want to do a part for those in racing that have been less fortunate. It, it, just, it just overwhelms you that, in fact, the sport that we love so much that things like this happen. Also this weekend, the track that I work, as James was talking about, we have two premier marquee races, but on Sunday we have have a wondrous day. It's actually for Gary Berzer, a rider who was paralyzed in a fall of Mountaineer Park, and for Justin Vitek, who is a form of leukemia. And we're going to be doing a, quite a silent auction of horse racing memorabilia, Jonas Brothers signed guitar. You can even call in some bids if you like, and it all goes to a great cause. All right, it's time to handicap a little bit. We talked about what's happening in racing, some good, some not so good. I have to say sometimes it makes me draw a breath, makes you wonder a little bit. But it, it does happen. It happens in all sports. All right, let's kick it off and let's go to Friday in race number three at Saratoga. I love Saratoga. And let's go to race number three, the with anticipation. I believe the kid talked about it. Patio Prado, 8-1. to one. Robbie Alvarado for Dale Romans. Got beat a dirty neck by the kitten steadying in traffic at the quarter pole. I say second time on the turf of the son of El Prado. It's all lights out. Seventh race at Saratoga on Friday. Mile 16th on the inner turf. The Voodoo Dancer. $80,000 up for grabs. And you're going to want to look no further than the six bell allure. Bell Allure, number six in the seventh race of Saratoga on Friday. Four to one, Ramon Dominguez and Christophe Clement. They're winning 26% together over the last 60 days. Second time off of a layoff and backing up from a mile and a quarter to a mile and a sixteenth. I say this gal 
is going to really come running hard. Also on Friday at Del Mar, the fourth race, we're going to go five on the turf. Here's a name I haven't said in a while. Kind of brings a smile to my face. Wine on the porch, ridden by Rafael Bejarano for Mike Mitchell. That's right, Bejarano's back. He's wearing a mask. The masked man is back in action. Wine on the porch is speedy cold here by Royal Academy. Beaten favorite last time out. Going to go six furlongs, back to five. I say Bejarano. You masked man, take it right to the winner's circle. On the Delmar's race number eight on Friday, it is the Rancho Bernando Handicap, a nice grade three on a Friday afternoon. And I'd look no further than a Vita Argentina, Joel Rosario for John Sadler. Backing up from seven furlongs to six and a half, dropping down in class from a grade two to a grade three, which I think is really going to weigh in her, in her corner here. One for two at Delmar overall, but six for 10 in the money on the all-weather service. I'd say Avija Argentina gets the candy on this day and actually might be a very nice addition to your multi-race exotics. From there, it is time, and I start handicapping Saturday's card, and I start with the third at Saratoga. The third at Saratoga is a mile and an eighth on the turf. It's a maiden race. Main race, and I love the seven gold Dioro, Kent Sormo for Billy Mott. One for one in the money at Saratoga, second off of a layoff, and that is a nice, nice, uh, nice angle to play. It's a three-year-old filly by Medaglia Dioro, and that, that intrigues me greatly there. The dam of this runner, Gold Canyon, was a, was a winner on the turf. She's actually thrown one turf winner, three starters, two winners, and one stakes winner. I like the second off the layoff. That's one of my favorite angles, and Gold Dioro will definitely be closing. And with Kenty and Billy Mott teaming up, these guys can get a lot of work done. On to the sixth race of Saratoga. It's a claiming race, 35,000 to lifetime. I know it's not a marquee race. It's not a marquee race, but I see some action here. Number 12, Autour. Kenta Sormo and Billy Mott. I think I just said them. Kenta Sormo and Billy Mott again. Run for starter allowance 50 last time out and just got dusted, but was heavily bet. I'm going to say heavily bet because 4-1 to one plus, but into condition company today can be just what the doctor ordered for the cereal gelding by El Prado here. I say, I say Altour has just been, uh, been a little bit over his head, and uh, I say the drop in class may help. Don't fret about that outside post. He'll find a way to overcome. And then we're going to go on to race number nine on Saturday. Seven furlongs, the grade one forego. And the ninth on Saturday at Saratoga, I like Kodiak Cowboy. Gabriel Saez aboard for Larry Jones. Last 60 days, these guys are winning 29% together, 71% in the money. And my favorite of all angles is third start off of a layoff here. Exits a grade two and was coming and checked between horses at the turn. So I say Kodiak Cowboy may be the horse for a course, actually with four starts, three of which are in the money. I like this four-year-old Colt by Posse. Larry Jones is, is a hard guy not to like anywhere he actually boots up, and as I've said many, many times, we're going to miss him when he hangs up his boots and his saddle for sure. And that's in the ninth race, the grade one forego. I like Kodiak Cowboy. Get all you can of the Kodiak. In the 10th race at Saratoga, it's just because there's so much going on. There's a $500,000 pick four up there that day, and you're not going to want to miss out on that.
And this is why we're really focusing on so many races from Saratoga. The grade one Woodward, it's a mile and an eighth. Can history be made? I'm going to say yes, because I say Rachel Alexander can and will do it. This is a three-year-old filly going to race against the boys, the older boys. I say Rachel, Calvin, Steve Asmussen have a, a date with Destiny and actually have a date with the track photographer. But Macho, again, is going to make it really tough. Macho, again, with Robbie Alvarado for Dallas Stewart, is not going to give her her way. And a horse that I've been touting all year long, Asiatic boy, with Alan Garcia board for Kira McLaughlin, is not going to make it any easier. Also, exiting the grade two Suburban, running second. But go back two races ago at a, at a distance that's more suitable for Asiatic boy and was closing like gangbusters, four wide against Macho again. So I'm going to use those two under Rachel. I'm going to root for history, and I am going to root girl power home. And then we're going to switch. We're going to go to the left coast, and we're going to start with race number two at Del Mar, the Windy Sands. And I like the four, Monzante, Rafael Bejarano, Mike Mitchell dropping in class here on the all-weather service. Seven starts, five of which are in the money. Been all for quite a while. August 24th of 2008, 90 days or better away. Mike Mitchell's 51% in the money. So I like Monzante in the second at Del Mar on Saturday. Then we got the LK John in the fourth race at Del Mar. I love the four and say no more. Chocolate candy, I think you'll remember from the Derby, the Belmont, etc. Joel Rosario, Jerry Hollendorfer, welcome back to California in the fourth race at Del Mar. Chocolate candy, your sweet tooth, is going to get a fix. The eighth race at Del Mar on Saturday is Seven Furlongs Darley Debutante, $300,000 grade one. In here, you know, it, it took me a little while to kind of, kind of come, to, come to terms, but I like repo. And I like Repo a whole lot. Garrett Gomez and Doug O'Neill, I was trying to beat Repo so many times. Two-year-old Philly by in excess actually has four starts on the all-weather. All four are in the money. I believe that she likes the track. Going to go five and a half to seven furlongs. Has been running against some very nice runners indeed. It's a California bred, and I think that Doug O'Neill has something for them because when he teams up to Garrett Gomez, they're 40% in the money. So I like Repo in the eighth race, the Darley Debutant at Del Mar on Saturday. And then we're going to go real quickly up to Arlington Park for race number six. Race number six on Saturday, I love Dixie Band with David Flores and Wayne Catalano, who was dubbed the King of Chicago for so long. I mean, Catalano was just tearing them up for years. Then on to the eighth race at Arlington Park, a mile and three sixteenth. The Washington Park handicap, a grade three. And I can look no further than the rail with Palladio. And we got Richard Dos Ramos aboard for Roger Adfield, the Canadian connection here. Second start off of that Woodbine victory at 13 to 1 into another grade three effort. And I actually think this seven year old horse by Lysias is going to run very well. Six for 11. In the money on the all-weather service, drawing the rail has got to be a, a definite plus there at, at Arlington Park. And I would have to say the track is going to be primed and ready. And uh, at last time out was nine wide, Palladio was, nine wide and wins by a length in a quarter of Richard's Dos Ramos. So I like Palladio in the eighth at Arlington. Also, I'm going to go to the ninth race at Arlington, and I'm, I'm just going to say 
she be wild, because what else can you say? Junior Alvarado and the King of Chicago, Wayne Catalano. That brings me up to a couple of races the kid was actually talking about. The Coca-Cola Bass and Ed Stakes for two-year-old fillies on Saturday. And this is a very nice race indeed. I like a little bit of a price by Aura. Martin Rook looking very good for Tony Perina. And trust you me, by Aura is going to be a very nice runner. And if you're going to go to the $200,000 cradle stakes, look no further than Scott Keith Kitten, Mike Maker. Well, time flies when you're talking thoroughbred racing and winning ponies. I'd like to thank special guest John McKee. Pistol Pete was on but had to roll. The Cincinnati Kid for his plays and you for tuning in. Until next week, may your winners be many and your photos be few. Good luck and good night, everyone. Thanks for listening to Winning Ponies with Ed Meyer. We know the information from today's show will help you at the next post. Keep listening for more next Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Network. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.